Alex Jones here. We find ourselves squarely in the clusterfuck of a lifetime, otherwise known as the Battle of Helm's Deep. The odds are stacked against our heroes as the army of Saruman, the George Soros of Middle-earth, surrounds the ancient fortress. A senior citizen with a bow accidentally looses an arrow and headshots one of these demon mongrels in the front line of this goblin-adjacent army that represents total globalist control. I, uh, for one, admire senior citizens, but as we age, we tend to lose focus and energy, which is why we've developed BrainForce Ultra, which is now 47% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Okay, fast forward, and now you've got these stupid sons of bitches scaling the walls and threatening to usurp the resolve of our beloved companions. Now take two deep breaths and imagine you're standing next to Gimli and Legolas as orcish brutes descend upon you. I don't know about you, but this makes me want to pick up an oversized Warhammer and just start smashing sternums. I'm an American, so I'm a patriot. I'm a man. I like steak. I like beautiful women. And, and, and I'll be damned if the globalists think they can extinguish my spirit. The battle rages on and Legolas and Gimli vie for the kill count title as the orc army encroaches upon the keep. Hope wanes, and most of it has gone the way of your civil liberties during COVID. The establishment, not unlike these foul, nightmarish, uh, goblin chimeras, has one purpose, and that is to extinguish your will to fight and win. Hope arrives, but not as a, a concept. Hope arrives as a person, and his name is Gandalf. Seated atop his trusty steed, Shadowfax, Gandalf leads the charge down the steep incline towards the battlefield with the Rohirrim by his side. The sheer levels of, of 1776 that we're seeing here is evidence that there is hope yet in the hearts of men. Back off, you goblin dipshits. You're garbage. the emergency alert system. Let's go ahead and play the clergy response team clip. Now remember, before this became national uh, news, we got the secret documents from pastors who've been recruited by FEMA. We posted the secret documents with FEMA phone numbers. Train your flocks to turn their guns in. Train your flocks to go to FEMA camps. Train your flocks to take forced inoculations. People didn't believe us, just like they didn't believe the MIAC report. Then, suddenly, local news began reporting it, but like it was a good thing. Now, listen, will martial law ever be a reality? And the preachers are there being paid by the government, faith-based initiative now continuing under Obama, to tell their flocks to do what they're told by the authorities, and the government's biggest threat is the American people. That's a quote. So this is specifically the pastors getting ready for us to go to FEMA camps. And there's thousands of pieces of evidence like this, and Glenn Beck saying it doesn't exist. Here it is. Law ever become a reality in America? Some fear any nuclear, biological, or chemical attack on U.S. territory might trigger just that. And as KSLA News 12 Jeff Farrell discovered, the clergy would help the government with potentially their biggest problem, us. From my cold, dead hands. Charlton Heston's famous declaration captures a truly American value, the overarching desire to protect our freedoms. But gun confiscation is exactly what happened during the state of emergency following Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. U.S. troops also arrived, something far easier to do even now thanks to last year's elimination of the 1878 Posse Comitatus Act. That forbid U.S. troops from policing on American soil. If martial law were enacted here at home, like depicted in the movie The Siege, easing public fears and quelling dissent would be critical.
And that's exactly what the clergy response team, as it's called, helped accomplish in New Orleans. Uh, Jeff, the primary thing that we say to anybody is let's cooperate and get this thing over with, and then we'll settle the differences once the crisis is over. Such clergy response teams would walk a tightrope between the needs of the government versus the wishes of the public. In a lot of cases, these clergy would already be known in the neighborhoods in which they're helping to defuse that situation. For the clergy, one of the biggest tools that they will have in helping calm the public down or obey the law is the Bible itself, specifically Romans, Romans 13. Because the government's established by the Lord, you know, and, uh, and that's what we believe in the Christian faith. That's what's stated in the scripture. Civil rights advocates believe the amount of public cooperation may depend largely on how long they expect a suspension of their rights might last. Romans 13 is out of context. It was Hitler's favorite verse to control the Germans. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. In 60 seconds, I don't have time to tell you about all the incredible ingredients in Turbo Force. But if you simply go to InfoWarsStore.com and look at the list of ingredients and look them up, every one of them is known to give you boosted, clean, focused energy without the letdown. We're talking up to 10 hours of clean energy per serving with TurboForce, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. And it's discounted right now. And it doesn't just boost your body's clarity and focus and stamina. It also funds the InfoWar. So it's a 360 win. If you've never tried TurboForce, now is the time. It's got five-star reviews. TurboForce at InfoWarsStore.com will take your energy and your clarity to the next level without the letdown. And it funds the InfoWar, a true 360 win. So go get TurboForce today at InfoWarsStore.com, and I know you will not be disappointed because thousands of others have gotten it, and it has five-star reviews. Get TurboForce now. Brother, mainstream media, government cover-ups. You want to stop tyranny? Well, so does he. Live from the InfoWars.com studios, it's Alex Jones. Get your motor running. And whatever comes our way Yeah, darling, go make it happen Take the world in a loving place Fire all of the guns and into space All right, the mighty Max Kaiser to talk about big world events, the economy, and more from sunny El Salvador joins us for the rest of the hour. I want to play a brief compilation of Bukele, just a few years into office, re-elected by almost 90%, making it the safest country in the Western Hemisphere, basically in the blink of an eye politically in two years, but calling out George Soros, the New World Order, and the globalist. This is absolutely amazing. Here it is. They say globalism comes to die at CPAC. I'm here to tell you that in El Salvador, it's already dead. But if you want globalism to die here too, you must be willing to unapologetically fight against everything and everyone that stands for it. Fight for your freedoms, fight for your rights. The next president of the United States must not only win an election, he must have the vision, the will, and the courage to do whatever it takes. And above all, 
he must be able to identify the underlying forces that will conspire him, that will conspire against him. These dark forces are already taking over your country. The corrupt system work in tandem with the so-called international community, the NGOs, and of course the fake news. I mean, who elected Soros to dictate public policy and laws? Why, why does he feel entitled to impose his agenda? Let me tell you something. Soros and his cronies hit a brick wall in El Salvador. Thank God, thank God, another glory be to him. Salvadorans are now immune to his influence. No one believes his lies anymore over there. I remember four or five years ago, Max Kaiser came to see me before Bitcoin did that historic run. He said, it's gonna do that run. He also said, we're going to check out El Salvador we're gonna advise you know, this politician, get ready to run for president. We're gonna put a thermal system on a volcano to run this Bitcoin system and it's gonna change the world. And I respect Max, he's a smart guy. And so I didn't roll my eyes, but I was kind of like, oh yeah, right. South America, man, that's gonna really turn everything around. And now it's happening all over the place. Argentina, the list goes on. And Bukele went in there and just wrecked it. Wrecked the New World Order in that 23-minute speech. Max Kaiser's got some clips he wants to get to where Bukele talks about the fiat money system and the tyranny of it and so much more. So I want to cover the waterfront here with Max. But, man, people say Alex Jones is tomorrow's news today. Max, if I had a big enough crew, I should have thought before he even came on to go back four or five years ago. You said all that on air, too. I mean, you called it. you got to find that clip from my show or... Maybe during a break, send me a clip of you saying, because I know you said it not just here, because you nailed the living shit out of it. I mean, that's like a hole in one, dude. How the hell did you do that? Well, you know, everything's in the markets. You look at prices, and prices tell you stuff. And you look at who's making markets and who's making prices. So we live in a world of market and price discovery, and markets have taken over the world markets, all, all industry and all society and all communities refer back to some trading that's going on. And those prices are quoted. And after 20, 30 years of watching these prices, you know, you begin to understand how they telegraph things that are coming and how their, their predictive powers, because they are essentially a reflection of human nature. All markets are a reflection of human nature and humans are very predictable. So when prices tend to go in a certain direction, you can anticipate that humans will react in a certain way. So I think that gets into the predictive powers of, of markets and our conversations going back 20 years now, have always been focused on this fact of trying to glean information from what people are actually doing with their money because that's that's always that real intelligence isn't the, the propaganda on the news you know the defense intelligence they'll all tell you the real intelligence is on the ground right it's a matter of incentives right so people show me the incentive and i'll show you the outcome people's incentives with their money telegraphs what they're thinking and if enough people are starting to think in that way then the future is being cooked up in the present 
and you'll see where things are going. But you have to be able to uh, disregard the bad signals and the and the bad price discovery. You have to be able to get rid of your biases. You have to get rid rid of your prejudices. I mean, that's why people and journalists. No, no, I was honest. You're like, oh, this South American country is going to turn around. And by the way, you were sheepish uh, like a year ago and again a few months ago about it because I remember you saying and it was at dinner and also even on air like I'm advising this guy he's going to be the president we're going to turn around and later like oh I barely know Bukele you obviously have a relationship I get once somebody's in power you don't want to make a distraction about you but you've known Bukele you called this like five years ago even before he ran so, so just be honest about your relationship with Bukele and where he's going now uh well you know the thing about El Salvador and President Bukele is that he had the foresight to make Bitcoin legal tender back in 2021. And so Max and Stacy, of course, have always been on the cutting edge of the Bitcoin space and the Bitcoin industry. And we thought this was really amazing because Bitcoin is generally a bottoms up phenomenon. It's a small fringe players find it, they adopt it, and then that becomes the mainstream. But here with President Bukele, here is a president of a country who was orange pilled, as we say, who made Bitcoin legal tender. And He's been into Bitcoin for several years and he understands the ethos and the philosophy of Bitcoin and what it can do to his country. You know, Bitcoin demonetizes violence. So it's no coincidence that only six, seven months after he made Bitcoin legal tender, he declared war on the gangs. And now and now El Salvador is the safest country in in the Western Hemisphere. In the hemisphere, you know, it's safer in El Salvador now than Luxembourg, right? It's um, the, the numbers are incredible. They've gone the entire month of February so far without a single homicide. So they're they're trending down towards zero, and with the safety, there's a peace dividend, Alex. So by getting rid of the gangs, it's like injecting six billion dollars into this twenty-eight billion dollar economy because the gangs are no longer extorting money from everybody, and then everyone feels free to go outside and do stuff. Uh, they feel free to start businesses. They feel free and, to get and, together. And so let's talk about that. And and, and President Bukele, I let, let's say Bukele, but Bukele. or Bukele, but I'm, it's, yeah. it's potato, a tomato. But but pulling back from this, defunding the police, letting criminals out of jail, 290,000 criminals let out of jail, rapists, armed robbers in Houston. The system wanted us locked down. They want climate lockdowns. And now it's creating kind of a lockdown because of all the crime. We'll get back to Bukele and all the success there in El Salvador. But why are the globalists doing this here? They admit they're administratively creating uncertainty destabilization or shuttering the economy. What's that about? You know, I saw an excellent interview Tucker Carlson just did with a Chinese woman, an author of a new book, talking about the parallels with America today and the Cultural Revolution and the Maoist. And the Maoist Cultural Revolution was all about just a pure power grab. And they essentially got rid of the police. They um, did our, a lot of the things you see now. They're getting rid of the past. They're rewriting the past. They're making everything old is, is gotten rid of. Uh, and people are allowed to uh, just run rampant. And it, it ended, of course, in tragic deaths of millions. And so the parallels, it's an excellent interview. Uh, you know, Tucker's over there on X now, and I just saw it last night. And it, we've been talking kind of obliquely about the Cultural Revolution for a few years. I, I kind of understood it a little bit. I knew the history. But now uh, there's a bit of a deep dive into really what happened under Mao in China. And the, 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 the game, the, the, the playbook is the same. And uh, that's what we're seeing in the U.S. It's a pure power grab. These are communists, essentially, in the United States. They're in every, as she points out, she's saying the communists are now in every institution 
in the United States, the court system, the police, the education system, particularly in the education system. And their agenda is to set up a class war essentially in the U.S. or a race war in the U.S. and as a way to grab power. And that's happening. And it's a very compelling interview. I recommend people watch it. Fantastic. We'll get her on. I haven't seen that interview yet. I'm going to be seeing Tucker soon. I'll just leave it at that. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, but uh, absolutely. In fact, you really hit the nail on the head here. The globalists admit, the CIA admits, the Carnegie Endowment that runs the CIA currently admits that they're trying to run a Maoist model. So instead of Chinese rebuking Chinese, they're using racial divides, they're using public rebukes, they're, you know, all the same things they did of destabilizing China, uh, the, 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 the Cultural Revolution, the Great Leap Forward, they're literally admitting that that's what they're running here. There's communists marching in New York yesterday. Right, and it's becoming now pretty well understood that the game, the, the playbook is Maoism. And as President Bukele said at CPAC, the globalists are not welcome in El Salvador. George Soros is not welcome in El Salvador. And he openly called them out at CPAC and said the globalists are the biggest threat to the world order, to the, to the biggest threat to liberty and economic freedom. And uh, he is made it very clear that uh, El Salvador is not open uh, for the globalists. And and then he, there's another clip we're going to play, I think, about he went on to talk about fiat money as well and uh, the illusion of what taxes do, et cetera, which is another incredible thing for a world leader to say at an open forum like CPAC, really calling out the bankers for the charlatans that they are. And when you go to El Salvador, you feel this on, on the street. You feel that the leader of the country really knows his you know, expletive deletive. You know, he really knows what he's talking about. And, and let's expand on that because it, you, 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 again, I'm coming down to see you soon. I'm, I'm, I'm buying the, buying the soup, man. I'm on board. Let's talk next few days. The next month, I want to get down there. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, but, but, but I got some other big stuff about to happen the next two weeks, and I'll come see you. I'm hot to try. But, but, literally, you called this before he got elected. You called it once he got elected, and it is changing the world. And he's really the model. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, Javier there in, you know, another part of South America, uh, there in Argentina, you know, is is great, but but not as good as as what we have in El Salvador. And now that his model is being picked up everywhere, this is explosive. And, and it's so hot now. All the top talk show hosts, you and I have been interviewing for 20 years, talking about the New World Order and globalist. So we're OGs, but it's not about territorialism. I talked to to the, the the top host almost every day, uh, Joe Rogan, you name it. And like Joe is fully awake now, and we're seeing that. But all the other top talk show hosts have switched over to us. Russell Brand, I could go on for an hour. This is a massive sea change. And then you've got Bukele there in front of CPAC, in front of the world, literally nailing the New World Order. I mean, just six years ago, Lou Dobbs mentioned George Soros. Now he was funding open borders, and they fired him the next week. Uh, so, so... That, that line has been crossed. People aren't intimidated anymore. The globalists have lost control of the narrative. We have Trudeau saying he wants to put people in prison for life, for free speech, and that no one trusts him anymore and that everybody hates him. Well, that's true. So don't they get their getting in the public court of public opinion, their asses literally annihilated, and the Great Awakening is accelerating. This is only intensifying. So can you speak to that? And then what do you think the globalists do next? I mean, we, I guess we know. Macron says they're getting ready to send NATO troops in to Ukraine. I mean, this is insane. 
Right. Uh, as you point out, as you say, this idea of the globalists is something you've been talking about for quite some time. And 20 years ago, it sounded fringe. And today it's really mainstream conversation. And um, the question is, will it happen in the United States? What we're seeing in the client states of the United States or in countries around the world where the U.S. is the dominant empire, empirical force, imperial force. And uh, we are seeing in the U.S. because of the three D's that I like to talk about, the deglobalization, de-dollarization, and depopulation. So in the case of deglobalization, we have a collapse in the 40-year-old bond market. Interest rates bottomed and are now going higher, which means that the global economy is shrinking and that the ability to float bonds is weakening and the ability to refinance corporations and municipalities and governments is falling. So that's deglobalization. Uh, we have uh, de-dollarization as we see with Russia, China, Iran, Argentina. By the way, you called that on my show a few months ago when the dollar was up. It's now down. Well, yeah, the 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 dollar itself is a bit of an illusory when you look at the forex market. I mean, what I'm looking at is the use of the dollar amongst the major trading partners and as a global world reserve currency, where its use is falling quite substantially. And when um, United States weaponized the Iran by by essentially cutting Iran off from uh, the dollar by cutting Iran off from the SWIFT system. Um, they opened the Pandora's box for these other countries like Russia and China to decide that, you know what, we want to get out of the dollar. Again, uh, Tucker Carlson did an excellent interview with uh, President Putin, where Putin said exactly this point that I've been saying for years, that once you told Iran that they're going to kick off the SWIFT system and you weaponize use of the dollar, they're going to seek other ways to settle global trade than the U.S. dollar. And now here we are 15 years later and use of dollar in global trade is shrinking rapidly and alternative currencies and other forex markets are being used. This is a net negative, a huge negative for the U.S. dollar. Of course, it's an opportunity for Bitcoin, which, you know, I'm not going to digress into Bitcoin at this exact moment, but it is obviously positive for Bitcoin. Well, no, no, I want to get a Bitcoin update before you go. I just want to get your incredible, I'm, I guess your ass is true. That's who we have on the people that are accurate. I have all these badass guests on. Max is one of the best. But we just have people on that nail it over and over again. So I want to get a lot of your download on a bunch of topics. I get your, I, I'm not being mean, your wonderful bubble down there in El Salvador. And you called it and we, we love it and I'm coming soon. But I want to get your prognosis on a bunch of other stuff. Continue. Right. So the de-dollarization de is, is definitely happening. And uh, so the, the Forex trade, the market, the, the main index that trades the dollar that people quote, is not giving, this is a perfect example of what I mean about markets giving either good signals or bad signals. And if you can read markets, you can kind of tell what the present is and therefore prognosticate into the future. The current dollar index is giving a very bad signal in terms of dollar strength and dollar usage. So you have to really understand that to know and look underneath the numbers and say, well, where is the dollar actually being used and is it being um, replaced by other currencies in other countries? And the answer is yes. And then you begin to extrapolate a, a forecast, right? And I'll make a forecast right now that the dollar, even though the, the, the Forex market would indicate that it's relatively strong, uh, I'm forecasting based on my analysis of this, of the deeper dive into the numbers, that the dollar is going to be continued to run up against huge pressures in the global uh, trade and we're going to see it more and more um, have the 
have the difficulty of maintaining any purchasing power whatsoever. In the United States, the dollar's purchasing power is collapsing, and this is born by something called inflation. And again, here's a number that is very deceptive. The government will say that inflation is maybe two or three or four percent, but we know for a fact that for the stuff that people actually buy, like food and energy and housing and healthcare, inflation's running at 15%. Oh, which I is, mean, my God, just the last three years alone, most stuff's doubled. I mean, it's ridiculous. Right, exactly. If you look at a chart of stuff that goes up in price that people actually use, it's inflation is completely out of uh, off the off the hook. And uh, but they use an aggregate number, and the government will say, well, it's actually in aggregate, it'll be three percent. We're trying to get it to two percent. So they they statistically lie. And so again, markets tell you the truth. If you're willing to put aside your biases and your prejudices and look at the actual numbers and who's actually buying and who's actually selling. And then you can get a, a well. The more biggest a one map. is a Big Mac has doubled in price in three years. Yeah, I mean, there was a story out a couple of weeks ago about a, a you know a combo meal at McDonald's, and I think it was Connecticut, which was a Big Mac, a fry and Coke was it was eighteen dollars, nineteen dollars, you know. And um, so these are prices. These are these are the, the what's called the lower middle class people that are just out of the poverty class and just getting into the lower middle class, they're now being squeezed out. The millions of Americans, they're already straddling the poverty line. They're dropping beneath the poverty line. They're becoming part of the permanently poor. And structurally, all the avenues towards social advance, which America was famous for, you know, you come to America, the American dream, if you work hard, you can be successful. Well, those paths of access are being cut off by entrenched oligopolists, or we can call them globalists, that are instituting and putting in place barriers to entry or competitive walls that make it impossible for anyone to succeed anymore in the U.S. And they then become rent seekers. They become what I would call sometimes the neo-feudal class. Well, even Trump they, said this a month ago, and they said he was hoping for a crash. And he said, I hope the crash comes before I get in so I don't get blamed and I can fix it. He's being very honest in my view. I think we're already in the crash right now. They're just not admitting it. Well, uh, okay, I'll give you another example of, you know, missing the forest for the trees. Um when you talk about crash, typically in the U.S., you know, everything is in U.S. dollar terms, right? The stock market's hitting new highs, but that's in U.S. dollar terms. Warren Buffett has the most cash on his balance sheet ever of $197 billion, but it's U.S. dollars. But if you were to price everything in Bitcoin, the stock market, commodity prices, Berkshire Hathaway stock, NVIDIA stock, Microsoft stock, if you were to price it all in Bitcoin, they're all collapsing against Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin as a pure... Price signal in the market is telling us something about the dollar, about inflation, and about global geopolitics. And you're if a you former, are, no, I agree. You're a former, and we'll talk about Bitcoin coming up. You're a former silver and gold bug. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you think Bitcoin's going to go way above that when, the, when they finally admit inflation's out of control. But gold and silver, I expect it's going to go skyrocketing as well. No, because Bitcoin is demonetizing gold. And I can give you, again... But price, gold and silver are industrial. They're 90% of gold is hoarding of gold as a store of value. Very, very small percentages used in, in, in industry. Like so how did your, how did your mindset change? What was it, like six, seven years ago, you got out of metals. You're just all Bitcoin. Because yeah. I saw that gold was being demonetized by Bitcoin. 
So, and I'll give you proof of this. Look at the ETF market, right? The new exchange traded funds. The Bitcoin ETFs have launched less than a few weeks ago, and they already have something like $40 billion in the Bitcoin ETFs versus the gold ETFs. They've been around for decades. They've got 90 billion. So in 2024, the amount of money in Bitcoin ETFs will flip or eclipse the amount of money in gold ETF. That tells you right there in stark black and white terms that Bitcoin is demonetizing gold. People are dumping the gold and buying Bitcoin because it's better money. All it's right, Max Kaiser, Max Kaiser, Max, Max, stay there. I also want to ask you, who do you think gave me $8 million of Bitcoin that kept InfoWars afloat? We'll answer that question when we come back with Max Kaiser. You can find him at Max Kaiser on X and at Orange Pill. Stay with us. Max Kaiser is our guest. I wish I would listen to him 12 years ago when he tried to give me 10,000 Bitcoins and I couldn't figure out how to set a wallet up on my laptop at Bilderberg. <laughs> we weren't in Bilderberg, folks. We were covering Bilderberg in North London. Stay with us. Folks, we've got incredible products you need. They're game-changing. I've got great products because I treat you like I want to be treated. Plus, that's just how I always operated. As I got older and smarter, I went, wow, that's a good business system to sell people supplements that really work well because then almost everybody that orders the products reorders it. But that's not how the globalists operate. They'll put out some drug that kills you and then run a bunch of advertising for it and just switch to another drug. Well, we got a lot of great products right now. Big sales been sold out for almost six months. Body's ultimate turmeric formula, 95% curcuminoid. Average turmeric pills are five to 4%, four to 5%, and they still work. I don't know why they don't go concentrated. I don't know why they don't give them something that works 50 times better. I mean, literally, it, it, it's crazy. I mean, I just said 50 on top of my head. If something's 5% versus 95%, that's almost 50 times stronger. 20-something timing. The, the point is, it's a lot stronger, ladies and gentlemen. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula is available for 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com right now. And everybody should be taking it. And, and everybody should be supporting the broadcast. I mean, we're doing really important work here. And we don't get globalist funding. We're funding people like you. So this is your broadcast. It belongs to you. The, the ball's in your court. You've got all the cards. I'm in your hands. We've got great T-shirts, Team Humanity T-shirt, the nuclear family on it, Infowars.com, 1776. Uh, we've got the uh, new Gadsden flag combined with red, white, and blue uh, design I did that I think is a great shirt. Those are at Infowarsstore.com. We also have Nitric Boost, now 40% off because we found out that who was manufacturing it for our manufacturer and went there and got a discount. So instead of 25% off, I'm offering a sale of 40% off, passing the savings on to you. Cleans out your blood, your whole body. Everybody needs this. Take action now. Nitric Boost, InfoWarsTore.com. It's about to sell out. Next level foundational energy that has the breakdown of methylfolate, that is the breakdown of folic acid, that is the engine of your cells. So it doesn't have a stimulant effect like Adderall or caffeine does. That just stimulates the neurons. This just cleans out the cells and gives them more energy and it's another level of energy. When I forget to take it, I really feel it. So I know you're going to love it. Next Level Foundational Energy, InfoWarsStore.com. Also, it's been sold out for a while. It's back in stock discounted. 
this is a stimulant with a bunch of amino acids, key compounds. Memory and focus, super powerful nootropic. Turbo force is time release. So it hits you in 30 minutes, but lasts up to 10 hours without the letdown. Turbo force, infowarstore.com or 888-253-3139. A lot of listeners have complained in the last two years that our amazing high quality coffee has not been available. And that's because the prices went up too high for the raw beans and the quality had gone down some. I turned down so many companies that wanted to work with us. But now we have brought back the coffee and it's even better from a national supplier that's veteran owned and veteran operated. It's powered by the company, Minuteman Coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the best tasting, best smelling, strongest coffee that I have ever drank. It is game changing. All you gotta do is buy a bag of it and try it. I know you're gonna be hooked, which will then fund your operation a 360 win. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now for Escape the Prison Planet Light Roast. That's the strongest. The amazing Medium Roast Wake Up America. And finally, the best tasting Dark Roast Tip of the Spear, now exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. Get your coffee now. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. found it the tip of the spear it is the alex jones show all right so talking about bitcoin here's larry fink kind of captain of the new world order kind of the manager of the banks top dog talking about bitcoin and gold let's play that clip believe you know i believe it goes up as the, if the world is more frightened if people have fearful of geopolitical risk they're fearful of their own risk um it's no different than what gold represented over thousands of years it is a it is a it is a asset class that that protects you right. and and unlike gold where we manufacture new gold we're almost at the ceiling of the most of the amount of so Bitcoin when that'd be created. Hear somebody like, I mean, when you hear somebody like Kathy Wood, yes. who was on our broadcast yesterday, say right. that her base case, base case, is that this turns into a six hundred thousand dollar a Bitcoin valuation, base case, and a, a you know million plus um, in, a, in a super optimistic case. Are you anywhere in her realm? I haven't thought about it. I, I, to me, that what we are trying to do is offer uh, an instrument. Uh, that can uh, that can store well. I think if it gets that even close to that high, gold will represent even a bigger value. And and and, and let's be clear: if you think it's digital gold, there's going to be a reference point between gold and Bitcoin. Max, your take on that statement? I want to play the uh, clip you sent me of the El Salvador president uh, talking about fiat currency and exposing how it's really the enemy. Uh, yeah, there's definitely going to be a reference point between gold and Bitcoin. Bitcoin's going to be trading at many, many multiples the price of gold. You know, that'll be the reference point. That'll be right now. Bitcoin is roughly a $1.2 trillion market cap. Gold is, uh, I think, $13 trillion, $14 trillion market cap. We have no reason not to think that Bitcoin won't equal gold's market cap. So you're talking about a, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13X from the current price. So that's how Kathy Woods gets to five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars of Bitcoin because it's, as Larry uh, Fink said, people buy Bitcoin for the same reason they buy gold as a safe haven. 
but it's better than gold because um, you don't have any of this any of the costs associated with gold. It's absolutely scarce versus gold, which is not absolutely scarce. You so know, what is Bu Kelly doing since he's the big national leader pushing Bitcoin? Uh, what is Bu Kelly doing currently? They buy, they own Bitcoin, and they're in the black, just like MicroStrategy and. Michael Saylor have been buying Bitcoin for years. He's now in the black. His Bitcoin position is uh, incredibly profitable for MicroStrategy. And the Bitcoin position held by El Salvador is profitable <laughs> for El Salvador. And by the and way, you got to come back on in the next few weeks because and, and, I've got the crew to do it. But you can find it. All the clips of you a year ago, six months ago, um, um, two months ago, you said, watch, it's going to go up. And you were saying that at the bottom. Let's put that historical graph up. It is shooting up right now to beat its all-time high. What's your prediction now? Well, I've said now for a couple of years that 220,000 is a good target for this cycle. And I think we're heading to 220,000 in the next, you know, 12 to 18 months. But this cycle could see a pop into much higher prices. It depends on how the fiat money world uh, reacts. Uh, it looks like the fiat money world is collapsing, which of course is a safe haven, as Larry Fink just said, Bitcoin is a safe haven and people are going to be dumping trillions of dollars into Bitcoin as a way to escape the fiat money. Apocalypse. So let me ask you this, and you always dodge it, but I, you were one of the first people yeah. talking about Bitcoin. I'm not mad at you. Just, just, I'm being honest, cut the crap, please. In a nice way. I'm talking about in the past. Who is really behind Bitcoin? Because I see it as a thing of the establishment, really, that they have as an alternative for themselves. Well, they screw all of us. They write it up. They write it down. They control it. I see it as like their secret weapon, which I think people should then be involved in it. But the, the, but the system also attacks it at the same time. There's a lot of schizophrenia there. Who really created Bitcoin? You know, it's the it's a, the cypherpunks that have been around for 20 years before Bitcoin was launched in 2009 or since the internet launched. They're trying to create scarcity, digital scarcity on the internet, which seemed like an impossible task because the internet is, really fantastic for making duplicates of everything. You can send a thousand, 10,000 emails with one click and it's all based on cut and paste and duplicating things. So how can you create digital scarcity on the internet? That was kind of the thought experiment for the cypherpunks who for 20 years tried, and there've been many experiments trying to come up with Bitcoin until finally in 2009, the right combination of existing technologies was pieced together and launched on January 3rd and it achieves this simple idea of digital scarcity, what cypherpunks will call, we, we solve the double spend problem. And the cypherpunks were like, congratulations, we did it. And you know And by what, the way, uh, you did call 13 years ago and a year ago, you said all the other stuff is gonna end up being garbage. And I got a lot of criticism for that because a lot of people that are doing pump and dumps with that. And obviously I can make a ton of money promoting all these crap coins. I, I'm not an expert on, or I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot when it comes to it, but I'm smart enough to know that you are right. You've been proven right. Is there going to be anything that rivals Bitcoin or these central bank digital currencies? No, because you can only create irreproducibility once. Once you create irreproducibility, you can never do it again. It's like once you discover the wheel, that's it. That's the wheel. Once you discover fire, it's fire. It does exactly what you want it to do. Bitcoin does exactly what you want it to do. And nothing would come along to do it any so better. So as you say, you can't already... recreate perfection because it's already been done. Exactly. That's the bottom line. It perfectly, it's perfect money. And um, so there's no point in going after trying to reproduce it. That's why everything essentially goes to zero against Bitcoin. 
all the other altcoins, they pop a little bit because they're pump and dumps, as you say. And then they all go to zero against Bitcoin. Uh, and even now, I think gold is going to be demonetized by Bitcoin. All the fiat money world will go to essentially zero against Bitcoin. The property market, I would say the property market, which is having a lot of problems in the commercial real estate market, a lot of that is because people are now putting money into Bitcoin. Bitcoin uh, property is no longer the, the investment vehicle that it was before Bitcoin. Sure, so but if there's money. a solar flare or total breakdown of nuclear war, guns, knowing how to farm, gold, silver, I still think that that's in the basket of things, but I agree with you because you've called well, it too many times. I would times. say that Bitcoin, unlike gold or anything else, is not truly unconfiscatable because even if the internet goes down, you still have a mesh net, node network, and um, battery-operated uh, nodes working the the protocol and you're the the chain it goes through what's called a difficulty adjustment and to accommodate for the loss of miners on the network and every 10 minutes blocks are generated and your bitcoin is unconfiscatable as long as you know your seed phrase if you have gold or silver stored in your cabin somewhere in the woods and the power went down and you've got your shotgun well guess what you know somebody with a bigger shotgun can come and take your gold but they cannot take your Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the one truly, only truly uncompensated. Well, Max, I don't want to disagree with you, but I mean, if somebody put a gun to your head and make you give them their Bitcoin, so it's it's also no, because I have multi-sig um, wallets where I myself don't have access to my Bitcoin without simultaneously, like a safe deposit box at a Swiss bank, you need multiple keys. Same thing with Bitcoin. Mine is all multiple keys. I need. Well, there a have lot been of people, people robbed of Bitcoin. I'm, uh, come on, I understand it's. They're really not. They're, those people are not are not protecting their Bitcoin adequately. A lot of people have, have a lot of stuff stolen because they have not adequately protected okay, their okay. stuff. Let, let, let's shift gears and right? go if back to the... If you adequately protect your stuff, it's unconfiscatable. Let's go back to the, the president uh, of uh, El Salvador and what he said at CPAC about fractional reserve banking, about fiat. And this is certainly true. So he said whatever you want about Bitcoin, it's way superior to everything else out there. Here it is. My conservative friends right here, they always tell me that the problem is high taxes, but they're wrong. Of course, high taxes are extremely high here in the United States. I, I give you that. You're right in that. But that's not the real problem. The real problem is not the high taxes themselves, but the fact that they are not even really funding the government. Not even those high taxes higher than a lot of places in the world, but even those taxes are really funding the government. So who's financing the government? Government is financed by treasury bonds, paper. And who buys the treasury bonds? Mostly the Fed. And how does the Fed buy them? By printing money. But what backing does the Fed have for that money being printed? The Treasury bonds themselves. So basically, you finance the government by printing money out of thin air. Someone could ask, someone could ask, well, so if the government can print the limited amounts of money out of thin air, why do they collect taxes? For control, social engineering. I mean, in theory, it would make sense, right? If they can print unlimited amounts of money, why would they need taxes for? 
The answer is simple, but it's very shocking. The real problem is that you pay high taxes only to uphold the illusion that you are funding the government, which you are not. And the social control, the big banks, the corporations. It's shocking, themselves. but it's true. The government is funded by money printing, paper backed with paper, a bubble that will inevitably burst. The situation is even worse than it seems, because if most Americans and the rest of the world were to become aware of this farce, confidence in your currency would be lost, the dollar would fall, and the Western civilization with it. President Bukele is a fascinating person, but I wish he would have gotten to the fact that they use it for social control, not just the illusion that the central banks aren't, aren't running everything. But, but obviously, you know the president, you know him well. He got criticized. They saw a clip of him like five years ago saying, I'm a liberal. Well, I mean, I had Professor Brett Weinstein in here a few weeks ago, and I said, I'm a classical liberal by the 200-year-old definition. So was George Washington. That means more freedom, less taxes, guns, more property. Liberal means more. Liberal means open. The, the, the common liberal today is a totalitarian, uh, warmongering, globalist, pedophile bootlicker. So, no, I'm not a modern liberal, but they're trying to attack uh, the president saying, I'm a liberal. I mean, well, I think he's proven it. Whatever label you want to give him, the country is free. It's open. The money's pouring back in. No homicide in months. I mean, this is amazing. Wouldn't you describe yeah, like, yourself, Max, as a liberal? I mean, I'm a liberal. And then people play a uh, game with that. Like I was saying, I don't focus on words so much. I focus on prices. And what President Bukele just said is very important. And it relates to what we were talking about with the dollar and the price of the dollar. The, the United States is buying back its own debt by printing its own money. It's debt monetization. So it looks like there's support for the dollar, but it's not because it's debt monetization. And what's truly ironic about this speech, which I absolutely adore, is uh, what President Bukele is essentially saying in, in a very... Um, concise and, and uh, poetic, I would say, uh, way, is he's, he's really pointing out the fact that's really remarkable. You for have years, a dictatorship of the Federal Reserve over you. No, for decades, people have been pointing at Central America and saying, you guys are debt monetization scoundrels. And the, and the moniker Banana Republic became in use. Like, you're just printing money, you're buying your own debt, it's debt monetization. So what the, what, what the president is saying here is who's the banana republic now, okay? You're the banana republic. You're buying your own debt by printing your own money. We've got Bitcoin. Well, he actually said tender. that. He said, we've already been to the bottom. You're about to experience it. Yeah, exactly. He's, I mean, you know, uh, I, I, he's saying it's very funny and ironic. It's like, who's the banana republic now? And um, so th this is really a complete reversal that people are recognizing that the land of the free, the home of the brave is in El Salvador. This new Statue of Liberty is a volcano in El Salvador. The guy who's the uh, new Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, Steve Jobs, is President Bukele. No, I totally this agree. So, let, so, let, so let's talk about the war. Let's talk about America. I know you're focused on El Salvador. I'm coming there soon. I got you. I'm sold. I get it. Maybe I'll move down there. The, the point is we're still in a world nuclear war would be bad for everybody, probably fatal for most. Total breakdown of society, civil war, collapse, just, uh, nuclear nightmare, uh, you know, nuclear winter. What, when, when you look at New York and Hochul saying, don't worry, we only take our political enemies' money, that made it worse. Everybody's already leaving New York. 
uh, as Kevin O'Leary said, this thing against Trump is so political and naked, they, they are destroying themselves. What are you thinking about the presidential election here? Uh, the, 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 all these NATO heads, the French president saying, get ready, we're going to send troops in probably. They're getting the national draft ready in the UK, in Sweden. I mean, th this is insane nuclear doomsday cuckoo world. And I think of our mutual friend Gerald Salente always says, when all else fails, they take you to war. I mean, I've said we're going from a possibility of nuclear war to a probability. Give me your expert take on that. Well, it gets back to my three Ds, deglobalization, depopulation, and de-dollarization. Deglobalization means that there's less around for everybody to share, that the, the pie is shrinking so that we're going to war because people don't want to give up their piece of the pie. For 40 years, 50 years, the pie was constantly expanding due to American empire and dollars, world reserve currency, and the ability to float bonds ad infinitum because interest rates went down for 40 years. You could always sell bonds because interest rates were constantly going down, which means that bond prices were going up every year for 40 years. Well, in 2022, when Russia invaded Ukraine, the 40-year bond market ended, the commodity bull market began, and now we're in a situation where people are scrambling for commodities. They're going to go to war for the old-fashioned way, for treasure and territory. That's the old-fashioned war uh, incentive, and that's why we're heading into it. And uh, Ukraine is uh, a country rich in agricultural and uh, commodity wealth, and NATO would like their little paws on it. But Russia's saying no, so they're going to go to war. By the way, let me interrupt because uh, this just broke on Reuters 27 minutes ago. Put it up. So we've had a bunch of different presidents and, and prime ministers in Europe say we are sending troops. NATO officially just rebuked Macron and said we're not. What do you think's behind that? What I just said. They... They are. They fear for their lives that Russia, being the biggest commodity producer in the world, is going to price them out of the agricultural markets and the, and and the basic industrial component uh, material markets. Which like Putin said five years ago, Russia's main mission. He cut defense spending then was was being the number one food producer of organic in the world, and. Uh, now everybody's moving towards the BRICS, as you said, and then Bill Gates is dumping everything except farmland. What does that signal? Ukraine is uh, incredibly rich in farmland. You know, Russia and Putin is the, really the only country to kick out Monsanto and genetically modified organisms. You know, keep that in mind because they realized the toxicity of GMO products many, many years ago. So that farmland is extremely rich. And of course, uh, the rest of Europe wants their uh, hands on it. And Putin is saying, no, uh, that's not going to happen. So they're going to go to war. But we're seeing something develop between Taiwan and China as well. And we're seeing, of course, Israel-Palestine. So all this to me is reflective of the global economy shrinking and people panic themselves into a war situation. And the term you coined 20 years ago, uh, first time I heard it was when you were on my show, suicide bankers. Briefly tell that story because this looks just like suicide bankers, but on a global scale. Well, suicide bankers are cut from the same cloth as suicide bombers, right? So the bankers on Wall Street are no different than jihadists in that their mission is to kill themselves and anyone around them into pursuit of their ideology. In, in uh, fanaticism uh, in one part of the world, that fanaticism and ideology is a warped view of their religious beliefs. And on Wall Street, that fanaticism is fueled by a warped view of what capitalism is supposed to be and what free markets are. And so we see the suicide bankers 
like I would put Jamie Dimon in that category, uh, who I've been a critic of for many years, who doesn't really think twice about committing massive fraud, about undermining his own economy, his own country's economy, his own currency. I see now that he also is a big Bitcoin skeptic, obviously, because Bitcoin is like to Jamie Dimon what the tears were to the wicked witch of the West during the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, he said, he said, quote, at Davos, uh, Bitcoin is a pet rock. Yeah, well, there's Dorothy's tears and the wicked witch of the West or uh, kryptonite. Uh, you know, it mean, he is uh, the antithesis of what Bitcoin represents, which is free markets and great, perfect money. He is uh, the perfect globalist. He's a globalist guy. He wants to global neo-feudalism. A lot of people talk about different philosophical ideas about what we're heading to. Some say communism. To me, it's neo-feudalism. They want... I agree. It's neo-feudalistic fascism with a communist ground game. <laughs> yeah, it's a cocktail of dystopian cocktail. And don't forget the Casino Gulag, which uh, was another prediction, which is coming true with these uh, ProVision goggles from Apple, where you're basically struggling to click on ads to win a protein pill for that hour. You know, we're heading into that kind of AI-enabled dystopian as well. So the point being And that, you can smell it's all distant to fail. So how do you see it playing out? I think that there's the great hope is Bitcoin because... Essentially, I boil it down into this very simple phrase. That is this. Money existed before the state. Bitcoin separates money from the state. Bitcoin kills the state. And that's what, we're, that's what we hope for. That's what we're praying for, that Bitcoin kills the state and kills central banks. Before they kill us. Exactly. Exactly. I believe that's absolutely. So getting back, suicide makers, though, at, at, at its genesis or its its progenitor, its progenitor yeah. is 9-11. Yeah. You were a famous trader back in the 80s. You were on national TV as a big trader. And, <laughs> and, 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 and so, you know, to Asia here. But 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 looking at that, there were traders that stayed at their desk and made 20, 30, 50 million dollars. Even when one tower collapsed, they're still in there greedily using the crisis to make money, even though it killed them. It's that attitude of Jamie Dimon and the globalists to start World War III because they can't give up, they can't back off. It's like if, if Bernie Madoff or Sam Bankman-Fried had nuclear weapons. It, 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 they've got to be stopped. Yeah, it's it's an interesting story. So Deutsche Bank that bought Alex Brown, um, they found a lot of unpocketed trades from 9-11. People make millions of dollars of trades that never were claimed. And so some forensic analysis indicated that people were trading on the disaster that they were about to experience. And um, they're in so the towers, what, not getting out, greedily making money the moment they're vaporized. That that's what the data suggests. And um, there's a couple of documentary films that were made at the time. I haven't seen much work on this in the last 15 years, but it would fit the profile of a suicide banker and they are cut from the same cloth. So you have this great kind of battle in the world between fanaticism. It's all fanaticism, right? There's fanaticism of theocratic fanaticism versus monetary fanaticism. And these two are battling it out. And then you've and got wokeism that the corporations are betting on. Why are they doing that? Well, I really like this interview I just heard from Tucker Carlson and this Chinese woman. It's basically the cultural revolution. So the people who are seizing power are setting up race war in America and class war in America to disintegrate uh, the economy in the country as a massive power grab. And I think that's probably exactly what's going on.
incredible. Come back soon, Max Kaiser. Max Kaiser on X. Thank you so much, Max. Say hi uh, to Stacy for me. <laughs> we'll do. See you soon. All right, Jake. Uh, when do you want me to come down? You've been trying to get me to go down there. When? When are you ready? Book Any your flight. Book your flight. Get. Come on, dude. Do I get a Bukele interview? Maybe. <laughs> All right. Take care, buddy. See ya. All right. Fourth hour's coming up. And, uh, hey, we're financed by you. We need your support. Less than 1% of you ever buy anything at InfoStore.com. I wish Maury would say, hey, this guy's got great info. I wonder what his products are like. Get a T-shirt. Get a book. Get a film. Get a... A great high rated, highest rated water filter at half the price you're going to find it almost anywhere. Some places, you know, have it discounted, but not as good as us. We've got it all at InfoWarsStore.com. And we've got all the very best supplements, ladies and gentlemen. They are incredible. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, 95% humanoid, the strongest out there. Everybody knows turmeric works great. This is the strongest you're going to get. And it funds the InfoWar a win win. Only way we lose, you don't go to InfoWarsStore.com and get Body's Ultimate turmeric formula and while you're there it's discounted 40 percent off 40 percent off on nitric boost you've heard dr judy mickowitz talk about without me even asking her she got it and loved it she's got all the compounds you need that are natural to flush out your blood knock out all the different weird proteins that are in there and clean everything out so great for your brain i get mad at myself when i forget to take it because it's super healthy and it's awesome and i don't have a problem in the sex department but i'll be honest it's good to think I'm 18 again. It just, it just, it's just, it's like, wow. It's amazing. That's what it does to your blood flow. Nitric Boost, InfoWarsStore.com. Nitric Boost, InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. And again, while you're there, get a TV Manatee t-shirt that I designed. Also get the new shirt, limited edition. There's the Gadsden Snake, red, white, and blue in a shield with 1776. Really a great design. Get the t-shirts, InfoWarsStore.com or 888 I'm going to do five more minutes and hand the baton to the next host. Here is 2030. The World Economic Forum's agenda unfolds, ushering in an era where AI seeks to dominate. In this world of steel and algorithms, there's a ray of hope for humanity. It's bodies from InfoWarsStore.com. This revolutionary blend of ancient herbs and modern science stands as a symbol of resistance. It's not just about combating inflammation. It's about making your body feel invincible in the InfoWar. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and order yours before the sale is terminated. InfoWars is listener supported, and we appreciate your donations. But buy a product and support your health too. Nitric oxide is an important chemical messenger in the body. It promotes blood flow and it helps nerve cells communicate with one another. But over time, our bodies produce less of it. Full of amino acids to produce nitric oxide, Nitric Boost helps raise the amount of nitric oxide in your body. Nitric oxide is needed for strength, cardiovascular function, and healthy neurotransmission. It helps to improve blood flow, which helps improve overall immunity. Get some today, now 40% off. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarStore.com. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com and get amazing products like Next Level Foundational Energy. I don't have time to tell you about it. Just go research it. It is incredible. Just get it and you will be amazed. 
and then at least you know you're funding the operation. Get a copy of my book. That keeps me on air. Signed or unsigned. Fundraisers to sign copy. The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next renaissance. InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139.